In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 319 of the Call Joe Mez podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is one half of the FWF Tag Team yeah. Champions and the Magistrate of Caravan City, I'm Captain Joe Shoes of the Car Joe Mez podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? How you doing? I'm great. Terrific. Awesome. Oh, I like that. I like when shows start like that. Okay, I am the I'm the admiral of adjectives. That you are. Everybody loves it. Oh yeah, everybody. There's a lot of adjectives, bro, and you know all of them. I know all of them. Bedazzled, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing at that? Because I just I didn't know we were gonna start naming them all. I mean, just think of the look at the look at the the key word, the key adverb, right? As Kevin Nash would say, <laughs> "Where the big boys play, huh?" Look at the adverb, play. <laughs> oh boy, big sex is the best. Uh, poor Kevin Nash. We uh, his son terrible died week. Yeah, terrible year. Oh, feel bad. He seems like such a. A nice dude, you know, like he's out there living his best life. And I mean, just, we like him. And I, I never thought I would, you know, like Diesel was okay. Like, yeah, I, you mean, know what I mean? Like we we were totally amongst those like smart marks in the late nineties because we were like at that age where like, no, he's not like he's only got five moves, man. Fucking yeah. Chris Benoit is the fucking man. We saw how that played out. Yes, we did. <laughs> But what's up, guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you are listening. Remember to share it with your friends. Leave a five-star review. And if you do, screenshot it. Tweet it to us at Car Jomez. And we will send you, as a token of our appreciation, an autographed 8x10 from both you, Gomez, and Ooh, myself, yes. Joe. Yes, we got, we got sexy signatures, too. You, you guys should check these out. I do have a very, a very nice signature. In fact, oh, what they call me the Sultan of Signatures. <laughs> they call me the Archduke of Autographs. Whoa, that they I call, can get behind. They call me the Pal of Penmanship. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! When I was signing been, all those uh, autograph cards for the major pod last year, very yeah. good reviews on my signature. I love it. People come. Oh, you write so nice. Is well, in, I'll be honest with you. It is a thing because as the autographs, like if you have to sign cards for, like, say, tops, they put 
say 10,000 stickers in front of you. So yeah. now what you get a lot of times is just like a bullshit little initials. Yes. Like, you know, like Vince McMahon signs with like a little check mark. It's supposed to be a V, I guess, but like it's not even a thing. <laughs> okay. Like so many guys are because they have to sign so many. I get it. Yeah. Their signature is relegated to just something quick and easy that they could do over and over and over and over because it's like a factory. I so totally get that. Because I don't have to sign anything and because yeah. I grew up as a baseball fan, trying to get autographs, batting practice. Um, I One of my big things was every year I used to like to go to the, the souvenir stand and get the – it was a facsimile signed team baseball. Yeah. And I used to sit there and try to and, – and, you know, make out everybody's signature. But I want to be able to read every signature. So I said if, if I ever am in a position where somebody wants my autograph, they are going to get a very neat and legible autograph from me. So yeah. I try to stand by that. And if you if you order an eight by ten for me or you see me at a show, I, I try to give you a nice little inscription where it's you know it's not just another signed photo. I try to write something nice. Uh I'll a lot of times it'll be a movie quote. So I'll do like from a league of their own, like avoid the clap, Captain Joe Shoes. <laughs> That's, That's good, good advice. One. It's great advice. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll do something mm-hmm. like that. <clears throat> or if it's you know, someone I know or have met at a different show or whatever, or, you know, has tweeted me, someone I know from social media or something. I try to write something, you know, that applies to that person. I try to be as as interpersonal as I could possibly be. Unless people don't want that. Some people just want a straight up signature because they want to flip it on the black market. Uh, My autographs this- go for billions of dollars. Oh, that's true, right? If you personalize it now, you can't really. Yeah. It's like, ah. Oh. I can't sell this. Who cares? Yeah. But yeah, if you want if you want some autographed Captain Joe Shoes merch, slide into those DMs. I got some new trading cards from the FWF Live 3 set. I got two cards, actually. One a solo shot and one of me and Brian Myers, where I was just his manager. Not quite yet his greatest tag team partner ever. Oh, the tables turned, haven't they? Look at that. I love it. We're just ferocious now. <laughs> ferocious. Guys, make sure you're checking out my YouTube. Plenty. I was just going to ask. I saw you put something up. I needed to ask about it, baby. Plenty. I have put up a ton of content over the past two weeks or so, and I've got some other stuff in the can that's scheduled. Be dropping every couple of days to get all this stuff out. Uh Subscribe, guys. Subscribe if you haven't already. Go watch it, please. Watch it all the way through. If you got to skip the commercials, I understand. But help support any way you can. It's a nice free way to support. And then leave those likes and comments down in the uh, on the video itself would be nice. Those help more than you can even imagine. That's why people ask for these five-star reviews. You know, we you know every podcast says it, but it say, does make a difference. Every podcast says it. They say it for a reason. Yeah. It's literally the one thing you can hear on every podcast. So Gomez, what was it oh, that you popped know. up on Come YouTube on. that you baby. wanted to ask about? The Pepsi S'mores, baby. I got to know. Uh, first off, big thank you to you and I, both of our double main man, Jeff Montalvo, one of yeah, the Council baby. of Jeffs. Good dude. Jeff hit me up. He won this from the Pepsi online contest. He won it himself. Yes. I did not. I didn't even enter because it was going on this uh, around the same time as yeah. the hurricane. I got a little preoccupied. I saw it and forgot all about it. Jeff reached out to me and said, hey, buddy, I won this. Do you want me to send it to you? 
he sent it right on over when very easily, even if he didn't want it, he could have flipped it. He could have done anything, but he sent it over to me. And I am very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for Jeff and all our Jeffs who listen to this show and support us the way they do. But three cans of soda on the inside of the box, Gomez. There is the graham cracker soda. There is the marshmallow soda. Mm. There is the chocolate soda. Mm. And there is a recipe sheet. Yeah, see, that's what I all see. Now, yes. you spoke about this, you brought this up. I wasn't aware that was a thing, so it gives you like a breakdown of how you should mix in the sodas if you want a bold, like if you want a bolder gram flavor to your soda, this is how much you should put. If you want a bolder, etc., etc. I went with just the classic, cool, one, I go classic to start it, yes. one third each gram chocolate and marshmallow. I feel like. You know, I'm I'm not a professional mixologist. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm doing it by eyesight, and I wear these these incredibly cool mirrored shades all the time. <laughs> so it it is hard to decipher. But <laughs> but Gomez, I think what we got was um, a finished product that lived up to the expectations. Oh, so if okay. your expectations were low. I was going to say, it tasted like s'mores, but it didn't taste good. <laughs> I think this is on, like, I think I say this in the video. It's on the high end of, of bad, but on the low end, of the very low end of good. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. But I get it. Mixing all these sodas, it's like, I want to try it, but I can't imagine it being turning out good. Um, I think the chocolate. Flavor overpowers. I was the rest just gonna of it. say, does one of them? It's overpower. just, okay. it's just a much stronger play, flavor profile. Yeah. But the thing isn't with these sodas that I I realize as I do them because I I get hyped for all these. We did the IHOP maple syrup. Why one, do we get excited for these? The peach <laughs> one. It's just the experience. It's right? the fact that we're trying something Ooh, new. A new soda. <laughs> yeah, something you can't get. If it was so good, they would sell it in the store, right? It's true. They would make if, money off of it. There's no the reason trying to make money off of it. That's why I get angry. It's like, why I got to go on Twitter and tweet out a fucking pizza? Just let me spend $12 on this fucking yeah. thing, please. But it wouldn't be as fun that way. Oh, it's fun buying the Coca-Cola, the the bite we have to it's, buy. It came in a nice little box. It but it's cool. not it's not as cool as this because you feel like you're you're part of something special, someone in the loop, you know? And And I'm a Pepsi guy. You and I are both Pepsi guys. Love it. So I love that they're doing this. It's probably great for their social media. Yes. I'm sure they're getting tons of engagement. Free publicity. Exactly. People like me are putting up these videos, tweeting the hashtags. Free commercials. Free commercials on YouTube. Go watch my video, please. I know I basically just gave away the whole video, but please just just hit hit play all and just leave the room for like seven hours. They got to see your face when you're drinking it. I'm sure. You know, I spend a lot of time putting music in and editing <laughs> these. And yeah. and then now, if you listen to my videos, I put my new entrance music Ooh. as kind of a background tr- track low in there. Nice. Kind of gave an added element. You can li- listen to my Harry Slash produced entrance music entitled Captain's Crunch. That's the name, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just about the experience of yeah. getting this. You know, you're getting it in a cool box. You're opening it up. They put all that, like, I call it the Easter grass. You know, that paper, yeah, shredded paper grass. 
you know, so they put all that in there. And then with this one, they wrote you like a little note, like, hey, you got this special Pepsi, you know, share it on social media and do this. And and here's your recipes if you want to try different ways. So I thought it was really cool. You know, five stars for the experience of it all. A unicorn, a quintuple main man for the experience of it all. Not the actual taste. Definitely not. But the experience, the fact that we lived through this, quintuple main man. Was the marshmallow, like, did you sip the marshmallow can by itself? Did so it let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about the marshmallow. I picked it up when I, as I opened the third can, I said, oh, I, you know what? I what, what kind of smells am I getting out of these? And I yeah. had the chocolate in my hand. Chocolate was boom. You, it hit you right away. Always, yeah. The marshmallow. Was that Peeps Marshmallow Pepsi oh. from last year? <laughs> Hysterical. <laughs> got you again, sucker. I got got. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> That's funny. How can we? Let's switch the labels. That's yeah. brilliant. Brilliant on this. I mean, they just, they said it's just marshmallow flavor. They didn't, they didn't it's say, true. <laughs> you know, that was what, what did they say last year? Just. Peeps branded with marshmallow flavor. Yes, it was marshmallow flavor. Yes, they, it was just... they don't tell no lies. Pepsi wouldn't lie to us. They never. They never do, bro. No, no. <laughs> That's awesome. I got to check out that video, and I will hit the play. Maybe I'll do that tonight when I go to sleep. Hit Remember that to play click like. Hit, that, hit those likes. Leave something in the comments, too, while you're at it. Even if it's just a stupid little emoji with a kissy face. I'll send. Or I'll the little crab. The little lobster man. Oh, you want lobster kiss? Yeah, I say yeah, lobster yeah. kisses. Yeah, leave lobster kisses. Everybody, if you're listening, anybody <laughs> listening, go to youtube.com slash Joe Shoes, pick any video, and just leave a little lobster and then the kissy face. Lobster kisses for all of you because you're all my lobsters. Joe, I got breaking news right here. Hit the music. Breaking news. So we got a group chat here where we send each other lots of fun things that we see on the internet. Is this the one I'm in? Yes. Oh, okay. We just got a thing about Wendy's are launching a peppermint frosty, whatever, an Italian mozzarella chicken sandwich. I'm sorry, what did you call it? Mozzarella. Mozzarella. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you say it? Would you say mozzarella? I'm saying mozzarella. That's No, it's mozzarella. Mozzarella. Mozzarella, yeah. Mozzarella. mozzarella. Yeah, the mozzarella chicken sandwich and from Wendy's. I'm excited, bro. We love that Italian chicken at the, uh, the at Burger King. Yeah. It's so they good. Just, they just brought that back recently. That's a video up on YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes as well. That's uh, from what? a few months ago. Oh, man, I missed it. And let me tell you, it's been a while since I have had that, but... Man, I really enjoyed it. And I think I enjoyed it because I enjoy that original BK chicken so much. So good. And I recently did a video over at Arby's. They just came out with a new rib sandwich that they're trying to be like is their version of the McRib. And we got to talk about the McRib in a second, too. Oh, Um, the Arby's version is not the McRib. And we I'm not even I'm not even the biggest McRib fan. And yeah, the Arby's version, not even in the same ballpark. That's scary. But um, and I said in this video, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in, oh, I got to try this new thing. This is I got to have this. We forget about these classics that we've grown and loved before everything being new became such a, a go to event. You know, 
What about having the original BK chicken sandwich every now and then? Because Burger King themselves keep trying to put out new versions of always. the chicken sandwich. And you know what? I go get them, but I never always. enjoy them as much. Yeah. Uh, you always got to try it. But they're never as good as the original chicken sandwich. That yeah. thing is a fucking masterpiece. It is. Delicious. But my number two was always the Wendy spicy chicken the sandwich. Wendy was always spicy chicken was since, always right there, bro. To me, that felt like a game changer back. Yes, you know, and I think I think we both said this before. You know, when we have our fast food chats, when that spicy chicken came out before spicy everything was all yes. the rage. Obviously, we're talking probably early mid nineties here. Uh, that thing was terrific, terrific, oh, and to this day, it's still great. I had one you today. Know, it's my oh. go-to Wendy's order. I haven't had Wendy's in forever. Kelly's like, let's get Wendy's. I looked. They had this uh, pretzel. They got the pretzel yeah, the uh, pretzel bun, bun right now. Woo, so good. I was like, this is some good shit. Yeah. I missed you, Wendy's. Yeah. So now they're going to try out uh, Italian flavors. Wendy's, I'm here for it. I'm I just did a, you know what, Gomez? What you do? Today, as this episode drops, a new video is out. Oh. On YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes. At least it will be out today. It is scheduled for today. Wendy's breakfast French toast sticks. Oh, I saw the sign for it. I and love it the Burger up King. Your French eyes, toast. you saw the sign. I always love the Burger King French toast. Yep. The only thing is, I like I like them a little well done. When I work there, so I go a little longer. You're gonna enjoy this video. Oh, good. They must be crispy. <laughs> I can't wait. Maybe I'll get it tomorrow. Mm. So let me tell a little story. Go, Guys, go subscribe. Uh, watch my French toast stick video. What you don't see in this video, and Gomez, you're going to love this. So as I'm sitting outside the Wendy's, I like doing my videos outside the establishment. Sure. I feel like it comes off a lot better than like all these idiots do these the, you know, similar videos in the front seat of their car. Nah, you're crammed up in there. It's not good. You know, I'm trying to be out there, give you some, like, hey, take a look at the neighborhood I'm in. Take a look at the architecture of the Wendy no, behind it's me. Nice. It's a nice background. It is. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, as I'm, I'm literally sitting at one of the outdoor tables at the Wendy's. It's early. There's no one out. And I see this guy just walking down the street. And he, like, walks like he's going to go into the Wendy's. And he looks kind of white trash, but I'm like, just dude, just don't fucking bother me. I'm and I'm good. And he doesn't. But then he walks back the other way that he mm. came from. Two seconds later, he turns around and comes back again. I go, this motherfucker, I don't know if he's like waiting for me or whatever, but he's lurking. He's lurking now. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this about? Thankfully, I get through my video without interruption. I do it, I do the whole, you know. Until next time, friends. I shut it down. I start cleaning up my stuff. And he goes, man, you want me to come on there and promote my rap? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and I go, what? He goes, I got a rap. I'll promote it. I go, I do food reviews, bro. I don't know if there's necessarily a big crossover for that. And he goes, well, I'll promote you too. I go, unwat, pal. So I go, it's no big deal. I'm cleaning up. I got to get out of here and go film something else. So he goes, he sees me cleaning up. And as I'm getting up to like walk away, he goes, do you want to just hear my rap? 
it's so cute. <laughs> and I'm like, not really. <laughs> I felt like in Wayne's world where Wayne and Stacy, like she brings him the gun rack. And he's like, <laughs> why? He's like, I don't own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire gun rack. And I just like, I was aghast at what connection this dude thought we could have had that he would have just wanted to rap for me. Come on, bro. I would have loved it. You should have. That would have been great. <laughs> your, your video ends with a rap, bro. He could have rapped you out. That could be your I new mean, outro. I mean, going forward, I will have to get whatever street rappers I can find to just That's join it. me. Like, hey, you, can you rap? Come over here. I love it. Yeah, I get that sometimes where I'm like filming. I try to be like away from people. If I'm in like standing in the parking lot, I sure. try to park kind of away. I'm not looking to bother people, you know, m- more than anything. It's not so much about people bothering me. It's that I don't want to be like in the yes. way of other people. Yeah, I'm over here because I'm here thing. doing something stupid, whatever. Yeah. Like, and when people like go out of their way to like, they see me doing something and then they want to come and like, interrupt me i'm just like bro like come on i get it i'm in the corner for a reason bro yeah <laughs> it's like the worst you park in the parking lot someone just oh you on facebook <laughs> but you know that's people they're nosy they see a camera yeah. people start getting excited like oh what's going on over here what's happening everybody's starving for that attention oh but yeah, so tons of new content. French toast sticks coming out. Uh, what else do we got coming out? We got the Zaxby's. I know Gomez probably has never had Zaxby's. Zaxby's yeah. has a chicken bacon ranch loaded French fries. That video will be coming out. We've also okay. got the uh, Coke Dream World video finally about to hit. Oh, wow. So that's uh, very late to the party, but it'll be up there for you guys. But go check everything out. Hit the play all. Remember to leave those lobster kisses. <laughs> Oh, you uh, been up to anything fun this week? Because uh, I didn't really do shit. No, you know what? It's um, MLB playoffs are winding down. But I thought so, they were over. There's no World Series this year. It's yeah, so weird. There, there's definitely no World Series. It's just so weird. <laughs> I don't get it. Why would they do that? They just canceled the season without a champion. <laughs> but hockey season is uh, starting up. I've been watching some Penguins games as they've been playing so far. Great start. So uh, having a lot of fun with that so far. I did start watching. This is like the big show on Netflix right now. The Watcher. Ooh, you familiar the with The Watcher? No clue. What the hell is okay, this show? So this is this is the like kind of the, the hot thing on Netflix. Ooh. I was just looking for something to turn on. And I it was something, you know, trending. And I've heard some people I work with talk about it. It's Bobby Cannavale. And um, uh, who's the chick from The Ring? Uh, what's her name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank now. I know Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. So she was famous for a, a little bit there. Yeah. So sure. they're like a married couple. They buy this super expensive house in Jersey, but they kind of leverage their whole financial being to to be able to afford this house because it's like their dream house. It's beautiful, whatever. And then they start getting these creepy letters sent to their house from a mysterious author. About um, 
don't touch the inside of the house and don't do this. I've been watching this house for years and my father watched it before me and his father before <laughs> him. Yeah. And it's based on a true story. So this is actually some situation that did go down in New Jersey semi recently, even, you know, it's, it's not like it was from the thirties or whatever. This yeah, is yeah. From, yeah. You know, this is relatively, you know, within the past 20 years. Um, and then it turned out that the people who sold them the house, had gotten similar letters before and kind of withheld that information. And as the longer the family stays in this house, now the letters become more detailed where they're starting to include the kids' names and there's some creepy neighbors around. So like everybody's a suspect, but like the neighbors are fighting with the new family that moved in because they don't trust them. And you know, it's like a whole bullshit. Yeah. Um, But it's basically a whodunit. Sure. Like who was the one that wrote these letters, and the fact and the fact that if you've if you've looked up the real story, they don't know. It's never been really? solved. Plenty of suspects, no charges. Interesting. So you just, I'm so I'm very. How they're gonna end this this show? I'm very I, interested to see. I'm I'm interested to see if myself. they make up like oh it was this person you know. I think kind of by episode three they're. They're trying to get you to be the one who's guessing, like, you know, kind of like the way Serial did that podcast. You know, we talked about the Serial podcast before, yeah. where come the end of it, you're supposed to have your own theories about it. And even not necessarily even just the neighbors. Apparently, there was a uh, school teacher who was in New Jersey, who I guess grew up in the area, but on the poorer side of town. And he would admire these big houses that some of the guys he went to school with lived in. So he used to have his classes write basically love letters to houses what a weirdo and it was like this project that they used to do where it became kind of popular and some of these things would get posted on the internet so they suspect this school teacher at one point like hey he's the he could be the one writing the letters to these fucking houses hmm I got I gotta go on Twitter and see what are people saying about this show. Cause I can see that at the end of the show, if they just put up a fucking title card that says, you know, this remains a mystery to yeah, this day. Like, no people are gonna be like, Well, you fucking kidding me? I've watched, you know, eight hours of this. How many episodes are there? I think there's seven. Well, I gotta see if people are complaining, because I couldn't imagine. Yeah, people don't I like shit like that. They they no, like the endings. I like, and I'm the same way. I like finality. You know, like yeah. don't don't start telling me a story if it doesn't end. Yeah, I'm okay with that for certain things. Not everything, but certain things I like an ending that could be left open like that. But this is oh man, the masses are not going to be happy. Yeah, so I've been I watched a little bit of that, um, and that was really it. I really haven't watched a bunch of new stuff. Just kind of some comfort food as I'm. Going to sleep and stuff. Some G.I. Joe uh, cartoons. Mm. We finished uh, Game of Thrones, House of Dragons. Woo! So good, bro. It was good. I've seen a lot of people talking about about how much happier they are with this compared to the Lord of the Rings show that was also on Amazon. So we're going to start that next. We did one at a time. I feel like starting Lord of the Rings, doing two shows like that. We got enough stuff to watch, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Lord uh, Game of Thrones ended this past Sunday. Won't be back probably for two years because they yeah. haven't even started filming. And, uh, you know, that takes time, especially now. Uh, the reason this season of Game of Thrones is so good is because the best Game of Thrones is when there's a lot of plotting 
because it's the Game of Thrones trying to figure out this and that. Those are always the best. Obviously, action scenes are amazing, whatever. But that's always the best. So it's just people talking in a room. So that's what it was a lot in this season. Next season now starts the war and shit. So uh, interested to see how hmm. they handle that. Yeah, I is this a show, Game of Thrones, is this a show that I should just say fuck it and start from from square one? Yeah, I think you'd be into it. You like that shit. If you like story. You'd be like, you would so get into just the two people talking, like, oh, and then this shit. You like it. I think maybe I I got the HBO thing, so I'm always looking for something to watch. It's just when you start a new show that's already completed, it almost feels like a you know a very hefty commitment. You know what I mean? Well, because but you you do you you know right off the bat I got you know sixty episodes yeah, I need to watch sixty hours of television. 60, are... So it's like oh it's scary when it sounds you know oh you got to watch this new show you know eight episodes oh yeah. okay no problem exactly but yeah <laughs> time six yeah. oh shit so I get that but I I I like having you know having it finalized like this is the end I know this is the end point because at least it tells like you that. there is a there is a finish line. Yes, this this yeah. show ended like that. Uh, I think you definitely get into it uh, because it's a very character driven show, and you like story and you like all that stuff. You get into it, hundred percent. You know what I've been watching too. So every now and then, I I'll just surf around YouTube, and um, I I got hooked on like these these content creators who do like these baseball videos, and they're like, oh, we need a deep rewind on you know. Alex Bregman's 2019 season, or you know, oh, like whatever. Man. So there's that like is all a the... total Joe. You that is perfect. Hundred. I love that kind of like <laughs> weird. Alex like Bregman's. where the fuck are you getting? Like oh, you know, like we really need to take a look at fucking Shohei Otani's fucking shower routine. Like you know, but which... then you watch it and you're like, yo, I really did need like, to know this. this motherfucker soaps himself up in a way that I never even considered. Like. You know, there's a bunch of these videos. They do it for all sports. It's like, let's take a deep rewind on the 1993 NBA Finals. And then it's like, all of a sudden, there's all these, like, plot points that led in. They're like, and here we are in the final moment. And here's the 11 pieces of the puzzle that got us to this point. And it's like, this trade happened, which caused this signing, which caused this guy to get bumped from the team. And then he ends up getting signed by the other team. And then he gets hot and goes, like... So much weird shit like that ends up in like some big trade tree or whatever and brings us to the NBA finals. But they do these for all sports. They get hooked on these. But I guess in semi-related videos, I've been getting like these video game history type stuff. Okay. And not just the history, but like high scoring and like when high scoring became a thing. And if you've ever watched, like you and I both have the King of Kong documentary. We know about Twin Galaxies. And Walter Day, the guy who was like in charge, and he was basically the guy who was like the official scorekeeper for high scores of video games, right? Yeah. And he would like certify a score as a high score, but like through that movie and everything that happened afterward where the stories would come out about Billy Mitchell and other people involved, it's super shady. It turns out there's a lot of bullshit involved. There's a lot, a lot of bullshit. So there are these videos on YouTube that go about debunking these high scores and about oh. like exposing all this shit. <laughs> That's fun. And I, as someone who is at best a casual video gamer, but I do love obviously classic nostalgia games that I remember and grew up with. You know, I'm all about that nostalgia shit. But like, 
the fucking backstabbing and chicanery that goes on these backroom deals to the video game community is fucking absurd. Like for what? Like what? Just so your name is in some record book? Like what are you gaining? Like what? You get some who's sponsoring a high school for Frogger? What are we doing? But this (laughs) is like, you know, like anybody can walk into a bowling alley right now and throw a perfect game. Sure. Not, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, but there, you know, people can do it. So I always got like, Oh, the professional bowling tour. Like, how is that even a thing? Because normal people can do this. You know, like there, I went to high school with kids who averaged over 200, you know, as a high school kid. So you figure if it's like something they really kept as a hobby, they'd be even better as they got older, but they don't all become pro bowlers. Like fucking uh, Kingpin. How does Kingpin, uh, you know, big earn, you know, become a millionaire being a fucking bowler? Because at least that's on TV, right? That's like a, a th- as it's a very niche thing, right? It's very niche, yeah. but uh, like it is a thing, you know what I mean? Like it does exist, like you know, yeah. that like used to be video on, like, games, ABC Wide World of Sports. They yeah. would show like Tuesday or uh, Saturday afternoon. I was gonna like, say like oh, a Sunday on. afternoon or something, it'll be yeah. like you'd get like a real sport. And then when that was over, they'd be like, and now we cut to the PBA tour already in progress. Or it'd be billiards. It'd be fucking pool. Yeah. like It's like so random. But, you know, like that's on TV. So there's some money to be had there, right? I mean, I guess that's how people felt when poker started, World Series of Poker started getting coverage. But like the there's at least intrigue with poker. The way they presented it in the uh, in the early 2000s was done really well for TV. You know, the way ESPN would start covering the World Series of Poker with the pocket cam. The pocket and- cams was a game changer because they would show the same exact thing without the pocket cam. So you yeah. just watch it. You have no clue what's yeah. happening. You You're know, just now, mucking their hands. This, this, you know, it was kind of in the way like the XFL came around and put that one camera on the, the zip line. Yeah, And it was like, holy shit, like this angle is intense. Like, and then the NFL, you know, copy that and whatever. The, the pocket cams, all of a sudden, it, it adds this layer of intrigue where yeah. you know, but the other person doesn't know. And they're going to go, well, and it's like, no, yeah. don't do it. I'll bet it. <laughs> it's like you become the loud person in the yeah. movie theater, like, don't open that door. 100%. <laughs> oh. But see, that, at least that's on TV. Yeah. Th- now you see esports on ESPN and shit, you know? But when we were kids, there was no, hey, we're here at the Frogger Tour. There was nothing yeah. like that. You know, so that's just crazy that these people just like, I dedicate my life. I get that score no matter what. Yeah. Crazy. And so some of these videos are absolutely insane. And then some of them who claim to have set world records in certain games, like I just watched a video on Mike Tyson's Punch Out, one mm. of my favorite games growing up. Best. I think it's still awesome. Yeah. But it's a very pattern driven game. And if you can crack the pattern, you can beat the game somewhat handily, but they do speed runs. You know, it's just trying to beat the yeah. game as quick as, as possible. As fast as you can. Yep. Yeah. And then recording it and like, oh, this guy beat Super Mario in five minutes and eight seconds, you know, and that's supposed yeah. to be, you know, like whatever. So there's like people who have claimed the world record and then quote unquote held the Guinness record for it. And then they're they get exposed for having yeah, doctored yeah. their footage, yeah. and there's like a mod. Or yeah, he's running. Look, he should have fell right here, but he had the. Th- if you <laughs> see, he layered this frame on top of another, and it's like, what is happening? 
Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's so good. So these videos exist. Um, maybe I'll start posting some on on Twitter if you guys are interested. You can check sure. some of them out that I've that I've enjoyed. 100%. People I mean, like I always say, time is the one thing we can't get back. But honestly, at the end of these, like I was like hyped. I was like, how dare these motherfuckers <laughs> fucking <laughs> insult the integrity of Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I love it. Yeah, definitely post some of those. I'll check some out too. Thank you, please. Oh man. So that's what I've been up to this week. Fun. Uh yeah, no. Game of Thrones. What I watched. Oh, you know, I did watch I watched that movie I mentioned last week. <laughs> Remember last week we talked about six weeks of horror. And we mentioned a movie about a man with a sex box called yeah, we the did. Special on Tubi. I watched it because I was like, I did I watch it? So I watched it again. And boy, that's that's a movie, bro. It's a movie. Is it? And it's it's literally the box has a sign that says, put it in here. It's fucking cinema at its finest, folks. This movie's on Tubi. Check it out, please. So I I believe the movie's called The Special. The Special, yes. Yeah. So our, our pal John Delena, he uh wrote on our Facebook. He goes, when Gomez was explaining it, it sounded familiar, so I put it on. And after about three minutes, I remembered this movie. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you just have to clean the fleshlight. <laughs> Bro, so like when you put your dick in it, it's like so, it's like the most intense thing you ever felt in your life. And so this guy gets addicted to it. He steals the box. He rents a room and he just wants to be with the box at all times. It's so good. It's an entertaining movie. It's, it's nice and quick. You should check it out, folks. It's very, it's very interesting. Um, <laughs> thankfully, this is the final week oh, of no. the six weeks of horror, isn't it? Sadly, it is, Joe. Yes, this is the last week I will put you through this. Uh, this year did not go so well. Joe's not a fan of many of the movies that we've shown here. Uh, we have one movie left. I hope this one wasn't as terrible as the last one, this guy. So let's hear the music. Six weeks of horror. <laughs> oh, baby. Six weeks of horror. Last week. Oh, it's sad to see this go. I know, the, I know he's 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 not, but I know the fans. Know the that fans makes one of it. us. The fans love it. We do it for them. We do it for the rock. I do it for you guys. <laughs> so this week, after uh, last week's not so good showing of a horror classic, regardless of what our man here wow. says, I said, let me try another classic. Let me let me try 1983 Sleepaway Camp. Come on, this one. I said, there's no way Joe is giving this one star. Again, you don't got to like the movie, but I'm like, he cannot give this one star. Come on. So I don't know. We haven't talked. I don't know what you thought about this movie. So I'm I'm nervous here. Joe, what, right. what, what is Sleepaway Camp about, Joe? Sleepaway Camp. Angela Baker, a shy, traumatized young girl is sent to summer camp with her cousin. Shortly after her arrival, 
anyone with sinister or less than honorable intentions towards her gets their comeuppance. Mm, yes, they do. Right off the bat, Joe, I have to ask. I hope this is the question everyone is wants to know. Did Angela look like your girlfriend that you mentioned <laughs> last week? <laughs> <sighs> Gonna, I'm gonna save that until the end. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I. So before all I thought of when I before it. we even begin this conversation of sleepaway camp, let me say this: if you have never seen this movie, do not listen to this portion of the podcast. Go out of your way to watch the movie first, and then come back to this. Yes, I think that is very important. Because this, despite the movie being nearly 40 years old, if you don't know anything about it, like I did in sure. coming into this, um, don't ruin it for yourself. There's, I mean, just that simple. Uh, there's a lot going on in this movie that I don't think you want spoiled for you. So yes. I don't think it's something you would figure out on your own, but obviously no. we're going to be talking about it. So pause it. Go watch the movie and come back to this because you have to finish listening to the podcast because how would you ever go on with your life if you didn't? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the way this movie begins is with a father out on what appears to be like a little lake with his two yeah, kids. A lake. Yeah, having a nice weekend. In the summer. Uh, the nice. kids tip over their little boat and there's um, a couple uh, camp people uh, playing around in a speedboat who let it get out of control and without paying attention they basically run down this family so as crazy, they're in the bro. water it's so crazy now this is within the first five minutes of the movie yes the opening titles to this movie have the scariest fucking music <laughs> on just the title pages the title cards it's just like starring you know and list the name cinematography by it. fucking <laughs> haunting yeah and then then it cuts to this like very serene lake everything's peaceful playing we're having a good time yes. this fucking boat runs down the family it appears that out of the three people the father and one of the children are dead yes now in the next scene we cut to a girl and a boy and this woman saying hey angela which is the girl's name who I guess made it out alive. You don't think twice. You're just like, Oh, okay. The girl is the one that survived yeah. and she's going to, she's getting sent to summer camp with her cousin, Ricky. They live together. Now this is her aunt is has yeah. been raising her ever since the death of her father and brother. Okay. They go to camp and this is where the shenanigans start, but this is the way the movie begins. And it's just like haunting music yeah. over a serene beach scene. And then all of a sudden we got, Two dead people. A, de and a dad and a kid dead within five minutes. <laughs> now, what I didn't realize, so as like the, the family's out on the water, a guy on the shore, he's on the beach, whatever. Yeah. He's like, hey, come on, we gotta go. Like, whatever. We gotta go, yeah. So I didn't think twice about this. I'm like, oh, it's like their uncle, whatever. It from reading up on it afterwards, it appears that this is the father's husband, boyfriend. Ooh. They're a gay couple, Ooh. which I'm looking back at like 1983. That's like some real shit. 
I didn't get that sense from the movie. It's never like put out there in sure. front of you like that. But I mean, did you get like did, does do you get that sense from Oh, when you say it, I get it. It's just it's just someone there. It's never there's no like you yeah. see that man for 30 seconds, you know what I mean? Yeah. But supposedly, like from everything I've read afterwards, they're a gay couple, which I get. It. I mean, if that's what they're going for in 1983, like I give these God people bless. a lot of credit for being this progressive 39 yeah. years ago. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, we get to camp. Angela is this very introverted girl. Of she course. doesn't want to talk to people. She doesn't talk to anyone. Yeah. Like literally, doesn't say a single word. Finally, when she does open up, it's kind of a big deal. She starts talking to a boy, Paul who is really good friends with her cousin, Ricky. But, like, every time someone tries to mess with her because they think she's a freak and a loser. Of course. Back then, forget about it. The weird girl who don't talk. The, the weird girl. What's the matter, yeah. weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> so Ricky always comes, and he's starting fights with anyone who wants Yo, to mess Ricky's with her. fucking gangster, son. Gangster. Like, fucking he, slow down, Ricky. Ricky is ready I'll to go. I'll fuck you up. Yeah, at a moment's <laughs> notice. Now, there are some kills in this movie. Basically... There's just it's a slasher who, movie. It's, it is, but I don't think it's gory. I don't think no, no. But just it's the slasher where people are dying. You don't know who it is. It's yes, a, it's the who done. You don't you don't know. People are getting picked off. Yeah, and the people who are dying are pretty. They the fucking deserve it. Like they're pretty like, well established dickheads. So yeah, like the early kill is the cook from the camp. Yes, and he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> a real piece of shit from the second the campers start arriving. He's a pedophile. He's like yes. pulling out comments about all these underage girls. It is very creepy, yes. especially now. Yes. You know, and at one point, like Angela hasn't been eating. So one of the counselors is like, you know what? Let me take you to the like being a good dude. Yeah. Let me let me take you to the kitchen. Let's find something you like. Let's get you something to eat. He unknowingly puts her basically in the hands of this fucking cook yes. who tries to take her into the walk-in freezer. And expose himself to her oh, before yeah. someone walks in on them and fucking ruins the moment for him and it becomes like a thing. And he ends up dying immediately after. But Gomez, as someone who lost their virginity in a walk-in freezer, I have never been scared of the walk-in freezer until now. Now it has taken on a new meaning for me and I never want to go into one of these things again. But what... You're you wouldn't be there with this creepy man. You're the creepy man in this situation. I'm no, sure. well, not back then. I, I have all these good <laughs> memories associated with being in the walk-in freezer, and now this creepy man has ruined them. Well, I'm sorry to have done that. I'm sorry to ruin your childhood. So memory. this movie has lost points right off the top. Oh no, this is not good. <laughs> oh no. Um, we I feel like this movie drags a lot in the middle because, yeah, there is like some stuff going on, but a lot of it is just kids being at camp. Like at one point, there's like a softball game, this and movie, it goes it's like on two movies. Like it's like the fun, silly camp movie. Yeah, mixed in with, and now people are gonna die because yeah. it is. It's like here's a softball scene. Here's people eating at the dance. Like it's just, it's, it is. It's two movies crammed into like, one. And the softball scene, like especially that that scene, it goes on entirely too long. Yes. And the realism isn't even that good because they have a left-handed guy playing shortstop, which would never happen. Never. So. You know, these, these are the things I notice when I watch these scenes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why do they have a lefty playing shortstop? Like, that's fucking, that would never happen. 
But like there's scenes like that. And then, you know, when they're doing regular camp things, they these scenes tend to drag. And then we just get constantly, all right, now someone else will finally get around to dying. But like, I don't even feel like there's a, a built up suspense about it. It kind of just happens. Like, I think in the original scene where the, the chef gets killed, it, you know, they kind of like right after. Yeah. Like, but it kind of has like a little buildup because you see someone kicking his little step stool and he's hanging sure. over this boiling it's pot like, of water. Yeah, the way the killers. Yeah. Uh, but like for some of these other ones, they just kind of happen and they're fine for someone like me who does have a weak stomach when it comes to this kind of stuff. I'm kind of grateful in a way. Yeah, there's nothing too crazy. Because there's nothing like gory or really dis- the chef, overly the chef, disgusting. The chef would be the worst thing. Would right? be the like worst the, one. The, boiled, yeah, the yeah. boiled water all over. Yeah. Uh, that's that's definitely the worst one. But then the thing with this movie, and this is what seals it, and this is why I imagine it's such a classic movie, yes. Yes. is because of the big reveal at the end. It's an all-time ending, yes. You could have asked me to come up with a hundred different hypotheses, and at no point would I ever have guessed what this ending actually is. No, because you you might guess part of it, right? You might guess who the killer is, like that. Correct. Of course, you could guess, but there's something different about this killer. <laughs> so as I started the movie, I googled sleepaway camp. And I'm as, as as the movie's playing, and it says most known for its shocking twist ending. So I stopped reading right there. I said I don't want to read anymore. I go if that's what it's known for, I yeah, want to let it hit me. So at the end of the movie, now there's a scene where the old man who runs the camp is trying to hook up with one of the counselors. She's nowhere to be found. They finally find her dead body in the little bathhouse. From there, the Count the the old man is convinced it's the kid Ricky Angela's yes. cousin who's going going around causing these deaths because he's always running to he's crazy because he he is every time he go, he's yelling curse I'll fuck you up man get over here it's <laughs> then eventually like so he goes and beats the shit out of Ricky like leaves him for dead <laughs> yes and then as he's walking like back to wherever blood on his hands or whatever. He looks up and he and he sees a shadowy figure. We don't see who this person is. And he goes, it was you this whole time. And this person puts an arrow through his throat. So he's dead. So we know it's not Ricky now. When honestly, when I heard shocking twist ending, I kind of eliminated all the main characters. Sure. And I was thinking that the killer where if you would have asked me, put your money on one person. I would have picked the dude Ron, who is the helpful counselor. With the, he's always very helpful and he's, nice. He's way too helpful and nice. He's in good shape. He he could beat up kids or you know whatever. And I just thought it was going to be like one of those like kind of Scooby Doo and let's just yeah. see who you really are, Ron. But no, yeah. not him. I'm like tired that, of taking care of you, fucking kids. Yeah, like that's really where my mind was at the entire time. Like that's what. Like okay, like what's so shocking about that? What we get, however, <laughs> is this scene with Angela and her quasi-boyfriend, Paul. Yes, poor Paul. On the beach, where I guess 
Paul had tried getting a little handsy with Angela in, in prior days at camp, and she continued to push him away. And it looks like he's just kind of laying on the beach, resting his head in her lap. And then as Ron and the other counselors are running around trying to like connect all these puzzle pieces, they come upon Angela at the beach and we get a camera flash of Angela holding Paul's dismembered head yes, poor boy. while being completely naked. And it's a boy. Yes, there's a little pecker there. <laughs> there's a, a fully naked dude there holding a dismembered head. Apparently, Angela has been dead this whole time. And it's the little brother who actually made it out alive and was raised as a girl for these past, I don't know, six, eight years since this boating accident that took place at the beginning of the movie. We get a kind of a quick little flashback, little flashback in, as yeah. this is happening, where the aunt is taking, quote unquote, Angela into the house and basically saying, you know, I already have a boy. You so got I'm a boy. Happy. <laughs> yeah, like, why, why would we need another one? It's just so Duh. good to have a girl. You're a girl. You're a girl. And I, a guest. A guess. <laughs> like I said, you could have given me a hundred guesses. Never in the world would have I stumbled upon this. It is. This is why it's it's uh, it's held on for so long because that's an all time ending. Like you said, there's no way to guess at all. No, <laughs> this movie would come out of nowhere with that little tidbit, and it's just it is shocking, and it's just a frozen piss still. With the screen, like the that face, that's like classic. Yeah, making right a scary there. face, holding yeah. the head, and the movie li literally, like that's these it. people walk upon it, they do the, oh, it's a fucking boy. Yeah, and it freeze frames on Angela holding this guy's head, and that's it. That's the movie. That's, it. that's the movie. What else do you need? That's it. <laughs> so, I mean, we had what was apparently a gay couple at the beginning. Now we have a kind of a trans character here at the end. Very, I feel Crazy. like, out of the ordinary, especially maybe not so much in the horror genre. I feel like if it's going to be anywhere in this time period, it would be within this genre. But the way that this movie has become kind of a, a cult classic, because as someone who's not involved within that community whatsoever, this is something I have heard of and know about, despite having never seen it. Yeah, I'm amazed that at no point has this been spoiled for me. I see it's like because it's a thing where horror fans know this movie and it's kind of popular, but it is one of these under the radar things. It never really it comes up once in a while. It's not like the go to when you're talking about the horror classics, but that, you'll get the oh. You guys see sequel, and it's like, yes, it's it's just like it's a thing. It plays a lot of festivals and shit like that. Like it's a fun watch with a group of people kind of thing, like that. That's that's what's held the the test of time. There are four sequels to Sleepaway Camp. If you didn't know, of course, <laughs> you know. And I I understand that maybe the the fan base, like it's obviously it's not doesn't compare to Star Wars, where like yeah. you know the phrase Luke, I am your father before you can even fucking walk in the United States. But the fact that like I know enough people, I'm I'm I consider myself pretty deep within like the geek pop culture world. Like I've I've got my fingers in stuff, I've got irons in the fire, you know. The fact that I've never 
ever heard about the ending to sleepaway camp until seeing it for myself in 2022 is pretty fucking crazy because of how shocking this is. I'm I'm so happy that was a spoiler for you because I feel this is this is there's a handful of movies where you go, oh man, the first time I saw that, wow, that was just woo. You know, and this is definitely one of them. As an example, a couple of years ago when we were in quarantine, I kind of made a little mission for myself. You know what? Let's watch like movies I should have seen but never got around to. Sure. And one of the things I watched was Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, that has another thing. Yeah, it's great. Now, when we were kids, this was something that got a theatrical release. Crazy. Was a big deal. (laughs) So crazy. And I didn't see it until I was in my late 30s. And man, it fucking blew me away. And uh, one of my friends, I forget who it was, but like commented, because I guess I had posted it on whatever social media that I was watching this. And someone wrote, Man, I am so jealous of you that you're getting to see it for the first time right now. Yeah. I don't think I well, I know for a fact I wouldn't have been able to appreciate it the same had I seen it at, I don't know, Probably 11 not. years old, whatever, yeah, whatever 100%. I was when it came out. But I sat there watching this going, man, this is fucking great. And that's it with this movie too. Uh, I probably would have watched this as a fourteen-year-old, you know, like if I was at a, someone's house and like we're watching horror movies for the season or whatever, and I'd have been like, "Oh God, yuck!" Whatever. Instead, I'm sitting here going, "Holy shit! I did not see that coming." What a twist! <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> oh, and now to answer your question. When I am first introduced to Angela, I said, oh, my God, she does look like my ex-girlfriend, Danielle. Love it. And I finished watching the movie, go about my day. About an hour, two hours after the fact, I said, oh, my God, she looked like Danielle. <laughs> I'm going to hit some music. <laughs> Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, it's the last week of six weeks of horror. I'm nervous. It could go either way. I know it's not getting a one, so it's okay. But I don't know. I have a feeling, you know. The ending, I don't, I don't know how much that's going to bump it up for you, so I'm interested to see here. Joe, where does Sleepaway Care fall on your main man standards? I think I need to take some time. I'm not like, I'm just, I, you know, sometimes you go to Vegas and these people are so well done up that you can't tell. And the fact that this chick actually looked like my ex-girlfriend really fucking hit me out of nowhere. I got caught with the oop-de-oop on this shit. And it was a delayed reaction in between seeing the movie and then realizing what that could have meant. And then and then my cousin making these jokes for the entire exactly. time I dated this girl. Like, oh, is that Angela from Sleepaway Camp? Why isn't she shutting the fuck up? And me just not understanding what that meant for the entirety of our relationship. I so had no cool. idea. Mike, I'm sorry. I know you were, I guess you were trying to tell me something. I wasn't I picking it. up on it. <laughs> 
ah, this movie, I, I'm not going to sit here and say it was a good movie. Like I said, there are a lot of points where it drags. Um, there, I think the, some of the characters are done really well. I think some of the shit is over the top, but I think at the same time too, it's meant to be like, I kind of feel like this movie has a good sense of what it is and what it is trying to be. So I don't feel like it's like, it's not, it's not playing movie. It just, this is the kind of movie we want to be. And I think it accomplishes that. Do I hate this movie? No, I do not. Uh, Do I love this movie? No, I do not. I just don't think overall it's a very good movie. But the ending is is very memorable. That I mean, that's what people have to be judging on when they think about this movie. Yes. Because it does come straight out of nowhere. It is fucking very original. Like, I mean, like I said, I can ne- I would have never, ever, ever been able to guess where this was coming from. So even though I don't think it's a great movie. I do think at the very least it's entertaining and it gives you a lot to really chew on with the content involved. I'm actually going to give this movie a triple main man. Ooh, love to hear it. All right, Joe. I, I give it a triple main man too. Three stars. It's a good movie. It's not great. The end, the ending of course elevates it. Cause it's just like, whoa, but, you know, it's a pretty standard slasher. Uh, like I mentioned before, it's totally seems like it's two movies. Like you're watching fucking uh, Meatballs and all of a sudden now someone's fucking yeah. getting their throat slashed. So, you know, but uh, all right, I'll take the three stars. I love it. That's a, a good way to end. So I guess so it wasn't so bad then, right? Seems like we went half and half. You like three and you didn't like three movies. Yeah, but I do think the bad movies were extra bad this year. Okay. Yes. Hell, Hellraiser was terrible. Unbelievable. Absolutely Unbelievable. atrocious. Unbelievable. What was the other what? one you didn't like besides uh, Barbarian? And what was the other one? I oh, remember. Barbarian. Yeah, it was not good. And Brain Damage. Brain Damage. That's right. It was okay. I liked yeah. what Hocus Pocus. This one wasn't bad. What was the other one? Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yeah. That was because who? Come on. You know what? I've, in all honesty. Probably not that terrible as six weeks of horror because we had th- three that I relatively liked. Yeah. And even brain damage, I said, wasn't horrible. No, it, it, wasn't, it horrible. wasn't a good movie, but it, it, it was at least entertaining enough to get me through it. So honestly, this could have gone a lot worse. Hellraiser was really fucking bad, though. The worst. I'll but take it. Thankfully, though. Thankfully, <sighs> we're completed. No. Gomez has used up all his spots to choose movies for me to watch. <laughs> so what? I, I was thinking, Gomez, you know, mm. you know, like I say, I say every week, right? I'm an idea man. Mm. Let me hear this idea. I was thinking we got a couple weeks yeah. until we begin slaying and slaying. Yes, we do. So I thought that maybe I could pick one of the movies I like Sure. And you would watch it for next week. I think and that's only fair. That's we'll come fair. on. We'll talk about a Joe movie next week. Sure. Everybody can watch along at home. All right. Okay. So this is a movie Here that we go. I've been, now I've been thinking about this for a long time. And 
I said, if I was going to pick a movie, what movie would it be? And I really didn't know. The first movie that came to mind was Sausage Party because I wanted to hurt Gomez in his heart. It made sense. <laughs> for having me do this six weeks of horror again. But then I said, that I can't do that because I would have to watch it myself. And that would have negative ramifications on my mental health. And I'm just not willing to do that to myself. I get it. So then I saw an ad come up on my TV for a movie. I think it was on Peacock or something. And I was like, holy shit. This is the fucking movie for Gomez. And I sent Gomez a text message going, I got something for you, pal. And he was like, (laughs) do I even want to know? I said, no. (laughs) and then five minutes later i thought of something even better i I got another text and i said abort mission (laughs) abort mission i got something else pal even better so the movie i originally was 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 the cuba gooding jr classic radio oh fucking radio (laughs) fucking radio and then I said, oh, my God, why did oh, I do that? I know what I'm fucking watching. Am I watching fucking Bagger Vance? <laughs> the Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> okay. I can get with that. All right. It's I have been talking movies. about this movie on this podcast <laughs> since 2016. And we are finally, finally going to do our Bagger Vance episode. Oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> okay, that's good. And this is on Peacock? It is not. It is oh. on Pluto TV. Okay, that's free. Pluto TV is free if everyone yes. wants to watch along. Um, IMDB gives it a 6.7. I think Ooh. they have a um, typo there. I think it's supposed 6. to be 67. 6. That's great. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it 43%. So you know it's good. When I say that I love this movie, that is not in an ironic way. It's not a joke, for real. He loves this movie. I genuinely really, really like this movie, just like Carly Rae Jepsen really, 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 really likes you. (laughs) And I am so glad that now I seize this opportunity and we will be talking about it on the longest-running podcast in the history of planet Earth. Excellent. That's next week's folks, but uh, we can't get there until we end this one. Oh, Let's hit the music. It is now time for the big finish. <laughs> All right, Joe. It's big finish time. <laughs> Fucking bag of it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited because I really, I. I really was settled. I was like, oh, man, radio is going to be a good pick. Like, we're going to watch fucking radio. And then just like five minutes later, it just goes. Like, you know, like when Beavis and Butthead, they get the light bulb over their head. <laughs> but it, it's not bright. It's like, you know, like flickering and, you know, yes. like. Ah, ah, it's not working finally, so good. <laughs> yeah. that That's like what happened. It was like, you know, Homer Simpson talking to his brain. He's like, wait a minute. You could watch Gomez. Watch a good movie. And I go, explain. And it goes. You would Explain. like to. Watch. <laughs> you also would like to watch the Legends of Bagger Vance. You can make Gomez watch this as well. So like, shut up, brain, or I'll stab you with a Q-tip. 
Oh, man. Uh, let's spin that wheel. Let's do it. probably just gonna be like fucking batman people right <laughs> like <laughs> i mean basically right <laughs> so let me try it dark side uh, who, who would i pick you don't like him who would i pick but like he's like the big one outside of batman yes he is uh i'll go uh gorilla grod i love me some gorilla grod um who else am i gonna I'm not gonna pick off Flash. I do love Zoom versus Flash. I'm a, I love Flash. Uh, so we'll just do one Gorilla Gun. Um, nah, I don't like that dude. Black man. Yeah, man. I'm trying not to pick Batman people, but it's gonna be hard because this is either gonna be Batman or the Flash people. And uh, you know, Sinestro's great, you know, but I mean. I mean, the Suicide Squad, right? They're all bad guys. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, for me, it's going to be... I think my favorite Batman villain is probably the Riddler. I, I've always enjoyed the Riddler. Like, I like I like the Joker and all wrong. the big ones. But I, the Riddler, I kind of felt like, has always been, like, my favorite one. So he would be up there. Um, I also like, from the... Because of Batman, the animated series, I really like the Scarecrow. Yeah, I love the Scarecrow. So I put the Scarecrow in there for me. And then I think the other one, final one for me, is probably going to be... Uh, how about Doomsday? I'll go Gorilla Grodd, I'll go King Shark, and I'll go Clayface. I'll do one Batman, yeah, you like I'll go King Clayface. Shark. King Shark's great. I love him. All right, folks. DC Villains, there we go. Big finish. One, two, three. In and out. Hit him with the Speaking plug. of uh, oh, DC, since we're talking about DC, Black Adam did come out this past weekend. Did not see it. I didn't see it either, but it did pretty good at the box office. It did good. They wanted a little better. Uh, yeah, I would they think say. so. But I think like 60-something million. Yeah. They're hoping for that 80, 90 million. Uh, they didn't get it. Uh, the reviews haven't been have terrible. Been mixed. I, yes. I've seen the people who like it seem to really, really like it. Yes. The people who don't like it have not liked it at all. There doesn't seem to be a lot of in-between on this movie. Yes, it's very bad of great. So it's probably somewhere in the middle usually. Uh, I guess the big thing will be right this week to see how much it drops. Yes. Because, you know, Halloween was the number one movie the week before, but and that dropped like 80 some percent. But that movie's on Peacock, so that's you know, mm. you saw it already, you, yeah. you, you, you know, you're there. So, Black Adam, there's no competition. We'll see. I don't know. Hey, it's wow. the best rock opening, which is just like Jesus Christ. Is that I thought that was a little insane, kind of insane as well. Like, I was like, really? Like, The Rock hasn't had like a hundred million dollar weekend yet. Nah, because he don't get to count. They're not counting no Fast and Fast Furious. Fast and the Furious, movie. yeah, I guess. Which is understandable because, no, you shouldn't count it's that. Not, yeah, it's not really. That's like, not he's the a rock. big part, but he's it's not part his of it, movie. But yeah. No, it's all of them. If The Rock's yeah. not in it, like he wasn't in the last one, it still made a good billion dollars. So it's not. Yeah. 
It's not a rock thing. Oh, guys, thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. Share it with your friends. Leave a five-star review. Tweet it to us at Carjomez for your chance to be rewarded with an autographed 8x10 from the, the two of us. Remember to follow us on all social media at Carjomez. Check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. Pro Wrestling Tees, if you'd like to support, prowrestlingtees.com slash Joe Shoes. Follow me everywhere on social media at the Joe Shoes. The Gomez154 Instagram and Twitter. And I have been waiting. Oh. Oh. No, because you got twitch.tv coming. Yes, I got twitch.tv. I'm going to do all weekend. This is this is it. Friday night, eight o'clock. I'm starting the stream, and that shit is gonna be rolling. Until midnight Sunday morning, you know, into Monday. Oh, fucking weekend, bro. Mez movie, twitch.tv. Come and join. Lots of fun. I guarantee you will have a good time. And I have been waiting to say this for six years. What? We'll be back next week watching the Will Smith classic. The legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, my God. It feels so good. (laughs) Until next week, folks. That's Amore, cowboy. Peace. One, two, one, two.